Welcome to Good Enough Creative, a podcast for creative people. Well, hello there. Thank you so much for joining me for the very first episode of Good Enough Creative. I'm your host, Marie Green, and today is launch day. In honor of day one, we're talking about getting started. More importantly, we're talking about what holds us back from taking that first step. If you've always wanted to take up pottery or jewelry making, or maybe start a woodworking business, or you just want to push yourself to try new things in your favorite hobby, today's episode will help you figure out what might be holding you back and how to push past it. Maybe you can relate to this. You have tons of ideas for projects, but you don't quite know where to start or with which one. Or maybe you have one very specific new idea that keeps tugging at you, but you don't feel ready to dive in. Or maybe you're a little nervous about what other people will think. There are a lot of what-ifs when it comes to starting something new, especially creative projects, because they rarely involve a straight line from point A to point B. Creative work is filled with detours. Even when we've done everything we possibly know how to do to prepare, there are always surprises. If you can relate to that feeling of wanting to take that first step, but finding yourself getting stuck, then today's episode is for you. Today, I'm sharing five reasons you might not be getting started and what to do about them. Reason number one is disapproval. A friend of mine had an awesome idea for a new creative side hustle. She shared her plans with a close friend. By the way, I have a few thoughts about sharing our ideas with people in our inner circle. We'll talk about that more another time, but it can be a little bit risky, right? So her idea was totally exciting to her. She'd been putting some thought into it and really eager to start. And so when she shared it with a friend, she was really surprised when it was met with skepticism. She went from feeling thrilled about this new idea to feeling totally defeated and doubting herself. Maybe it wasn't a good idea after all. I don't know about you, but this kind of thing happens to me all the time. And I bet you're nodding because it's probably happened to you too. People love to tell us why things won't work, especially when we're talking about something creative or a little bit daring or new or risky. Here's why I think that is. First, when our own creativity is repressed and we don't feel like we're allowed to show up in the world in that way, we're less likely to support others who are trying to express their creativity. Behind every naysayer is a dream that got crushed somewhere along the way. It's sad, but I think it's true. And though that disapproval feels like a blow, it has everything to do with them and probably nothing to do with you. I know it's really hard to remember that in the moment, but it's true. Second, as I mentioned before, creative ideas don't always have a clearly defined course from point A to point B. We spend a lot of time venturing into the unknown. And when we have enough of our own doubts going on in the background, raise your hand if you've ever had doubts about uh, creative projects or really any venture you've tried to embark on. When we have our own doubts, Hearing someone else's doubts do not help. Absolutely. But here's the thing. You do not need someone else's permission or approval to try something new. If you want to learn to paint 
or you feel, you feel inspired to put a pottery wheel in your garage, you go for it. If you have a burning desire to put your ideas into the world, don't wait for someone else to tell you it's okay. Having the desire is your permission slip. Got it? Number two, information gathering forever. I'm an information person, so I love data. I love to gather as much information as possible, but I also suffer from a severe lack of patience. Raise your hand if you can relate to that. So there's always a point where I decide to stop stalling and just go for it. I know that not all of us do it that way. Creativity is definitely a spectrum, and we come at it from many different places. But ask yourself this. Do you tend to get stuck in the information gathering phase and not actually hit the launch button? Maybe you've been thinking about starting a new creative business for years, but you can always find a reason or five reasons or 20 reasons why you're not ready yet. So you just keep planning and researching, thinking that eventually you'll feel ready. Can you relate to that? I can't speak for every creative person, obviously, But I can tell you with 100% certainty that I have never felt entirely ready when I launched anything. Not when I launched my business as a knitting pattern designer, nor when I started this podcast, nor any of the handfuls of creative ventures I've dabbled in over the years. I have a tendency to learn just enough to be dangerous, and then I dive in, and I figure out the rest along the way. Yeah, it's risky to do things that way for sure. And it's not without its anxiety producing moments. But at the same time, I wouldn't have put anything out into the world if I'd waited until I had everything figured out and I knew I could do it perfectly. If you wait until it's perfect, you'll be waiting forever. I really believe that. So here's the thing. Not knowing exactly what you're doing is not an excuse to stay stuck Unless we're talking about using power tools or skydiving, in which case flying blind may not be the best idea. I get that. I'm not talking about jumping into something dangerous without enough information, just to be clear, but I am talking about giving new ideas a shot, even if you don't have all the details sorted yet. It might look like everyone else has it figured out. I am the first to admit that when I see other people putting their work in the world, it looks so polished and so well done. And it seems like they know exactly what they're doing and they have everything figured out. But here's the truth. They don't. Most of us are figuring it out as we go. And you can too. So yes, gather information, do your homework, but don't get stuck there. It's okay to get started before you feel ready. Number three, the learning curve. Have you ever tried something that you were absolutely sure you'd be good at and then you weren't? If you know me, you know that knitting is my jam. It's the thing I've done almost every day of my life since I was a child, and I even turned it into a business. But you may not know that I've spent most of my life convinced that I would also someday be a potter. True story. I grew up near a family of potters, and I really loved their work. Everything about it spoke to me. For years, I dreamt about it. I knew I would be a natural because it felt like something I was born to do. No pressure, right? Eight years ago, I finally got that chance, and I sat down in my first pottery class, and much to my surprise and my dismay, I was not a prodigy. I felt totally out of my element. My hands hurt and bled. And for what felt like weeks, 
It was probably just a few lessons, but it felt like forever. I struggled with the most basic step, just centering my clay. I really wanted to be good at this, and it was frustrating that I wasn't. I did eventually get past that initial awkward part. I learned to center my clay, and I finally started making things. Not amazing things, mind you, but things. I have light years to go before I become the potter I always dreamed I could be. But I faced the embarrassment and the discomfort of the learning curve, and I lived to tell the tale. Here's the thing. The threshold of failure for most creative projects is pretty low, and we have to accept that just because it's creative doesn't mean it's easy. You're allowed to be a beginner. You're allowed to feel awkward and uncomfortable along the way. The learning curve is sometimes slower than we'd like it to be, and it can be super frustrating. It can also be a bit ego bruising. I know this from experience, especially when we think it should come easily to us and it doesn't. Allow yourself a grace period and don't judge your potential by your start. Begin where you are, wherever you are, even if that's at step one and go from there. Number four, I can't start because I don't have fill in the blank, enough space, enough time, enough money, enough help. Anytime we get stuck believing that we don't have enough of something that we need to get started, we end up caught in an endless loop because there will always be a shortage of something we need. Not enough tools, not enough yarn, not enough room in our house to start a big project, not enough time in the day for creative pursuits. We can always fill in that blank with something. Circumstances are rarely ideal. But that doesn't mean we wait until they're perfect. It means we have to be resourceful. If you want to do woodworking and you don't have a workspace, check for a makerspace in your community where you can rent a workspace and even rent the tools you need until you can buy them yourself. Borrow, barter, thrift. Be creative. Be resourceful. Check the library, the internet, the local free cycle groups. There is always a way to get your hands on what you need or to find a way to work around it. There are thousands of excuses for why we can't start, but when it comes down to it, getting started is more about the way we think than about the resources we have at our fingertips. Sometimes it's hard to hear that because not having enough time, money, or support, those are real things, and they can feel insurmountable sometimes. But if we want something bad enough, we'll find a way. People beat incredible odds all the time, and you can do that too. Even if the people in your life don't support you, even if it feels like you don't have enough time, even if it seems like it's never going to work, you don't know until you give it a try. I remember reading the autobiography of a woman, and I wish I could remember who it was, but she was a working single mother with, I think, four or five children who desperately wanted to be a writer. The odds were stacked against her, but every night after she put her kids to bed, she locked herself in her kitchen pantry and she wrote for a few hours every night. That sounds like someone who was determined to pursue her dream and who didn't let anything get in her way. She had very little space in her life for writing. Most of her time was spent on survival and the needs of her family, but she wanted it bad enough and she found a loophole. It's hard to commit when the odds are stacked against you, but where there's a will, there's a way. I know we've heard that saying before and it sounds silly, but it really is true. If you want to write that novel, Look for a loophole in your life so you can get to work. Last but not least, what if I change my mind? 
sometimes we're hesitant to start because once we start, we're afraid we're going to be stuck with it. What if we told everyone we were going to do this new thing and then we don't love it? What if we change our mind? Here's the good news. You are allowed to change your mind. Easy as that. Just because you start down one path doesn't mean you can't switch lanes and go a different direction. My son recently told me he's running life as an experiment, trying different tactics to see what works and what doesn't. And I love his mindset. Experiments aren't about success or failure. They're about information. My business coach and mentor, Megan Flatt, always says it's not failure, it's information. And I think this applies to really anything we set out to do. Tennis, for example. I know that's not necessarily creative, but it's a great example for this um, for this part of the conversation because I thought I would love tennis. In my mind, I loved it. I loved the idea of tennis. In reality, there's a lot of ball chasing because um, I'm not very good. And that's something I didn't really account for. Because, you know, when you watch movies, you don't see people chasing the ball around. You see them hitting the ball, and it looks like a lot of fun. Turns out, not only am I not good at it, but I guess I don't really like tennis after all. But I didn't know that until I gave it a shot. Two tennis rackets and one can of balls later, and I found out tennis is not for me. But I'm glad I tried it, and I'm also glad I have permission to change my mind. And you can change your mind too. Don't be afraid to make a move because you're not sure if it's what you want to commit to for the rest of your life. We're not talking about marriage or tattoos or things that leave permanent traces. Think of it as an experiment. So you can let yourself off the hook if it turns out you don't love it as much as you thought you would. Sure, there's something to be said for sticking in there and not giving up just because it's not an instant success. There's a space for that, but I think we know the difference. If you want it bad enough, stick with it. But if you don't, let it go. That's okay. Move on to something you'll enjoy more. Creativity is about expressing what is uniquely you and sharing it with the world in some way, no matter how large or how small. So there you have it, five reasons you might not be getting started on that creative venture you've been thinking about and what to do about them. Just to recap, number one was worrying about the disapproval of others, feeling like you need permission. Friend, this is your life. You get to call the shots. Number two, getting stuck in information gathering forever. We've all been there, but at some point, you finally got to decide that it's time to get going. Number three, the learning curve. Don't expect perfection right out of the gate. Rarely does it work that way. It's always a little bit messy in the beginning, and that's part of the creative process. It's okay. Number four, believing you don't have what you need. None of us do. Use what you have where you are. And start anyway. Find a loophole in your life if you have to. That way you can start. And number five, remember that you have the right to change your mind. Think of every creative venture as an experiment. It's not pass or fail. It's just information. Getting started takes one step. The first one. That's it. You don't have to know what the entire adventure is going to look like. And from there, every other step gets a little bit easier. Whatever that thing is that's been tugging at your heartstrings that you've been dreaming of doing, maybe now is the time to begin. That's my challenge to you this week. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you right back here next week. Until then, 